right, well, welcome to another Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, where we're allowed to geek out with our fellow nerds and where we get to talk about technology with those that know the language and are interested in what we've got to share. Today, I'm excited to introduce David Cole, who believes in a heavy focus on ITSM and the value it brings to IT. So, uh, David, tell us a little about yourself and why today's topic is so important to you. Well, thank you, Mike. Um, yes, um, my name is David Cole. I have been in the IT industry for about 15 years now. Um, started with AT&T as an Internet support specialist and then moved up from another company called Impro Industries, where I was a service desk. I started as a service desk analyst and moved to a service desk lead. And then I got to the great company I'm working for now in um, RadSource Technologies, where I have um, started as a help desk technician and moved up to IT director within the span of four years. Um, this issue, this, this um, ITSM is a very focal point to what I do. I would not be where I'm at today without it because it is a platform structure that builds upon just normal everyday IT service. That's kind of sometimes we forget that that's a very important thing when it comes to building an IT platform. You know, we 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 go into the actual technical infrastructures, we go into the networking infrastructures, but we never seem to go into the customer infrastructure, the customer portion that is what IT is, whether some believe it or not, you know, we, we deal with customers on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're the internal customers. And, and, you know, I was, let me, let me bug you for a second, Tuz, because, you know, for me, um, I, I grew up with help desk, just help desk and, and like ticketing systems. And ITSM seems to be a refinement of that. Can you uh, talk about what you feel are some of the differences between help desk and, and service desk or service management? I, I, you yeah. may have been headed right there when I interrupted you, but. <laughs> oh, no, 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 absolutely. Um, so, you know, when, when we consider help desk, Help desk is more of a it. I guess I guess what I'm saying is it can be more diverse. It can you can be working on actual customer or employee issues while you're there at your actual desk, and you can actually be doing it in the office as well. It's more of a kind of a homestead, but mobile to, to where most of service desk. When you're an actual service desk analyst or a service desk representative, you're completely assigned to that area. You know, you're not actually going on and actually fixing actual computers or working into the actual computers. I guess the desktop support where mm -hmm. the help desk, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of moving a step above that to where you can actually start that process. That's, you know, that's normally how it, it goes right so then talk to me a little about that that position that you held as a service analyst were you doing were you truly looking at um the the system and doing an analysis of what was flowing through the system and the metrics that were being collected or were you looking more at like what was going into the system and trying to um analyze that information and find those hidden nuggets that are in there uh, or that hidden wisdom that those systems gather for us. 
it, it was more of gathering that it was more of fact gathering that information um getting getting things put into the system such as cust- the, the employee information um employee set system set up um setting up the actual you know just like networking for getting you know using a lot of heavy of active directory was a big portion creating certain groups for um I want to say customers, but you know, I say customers all the time because they're considered employees and customers. That's like a taboo. Yeah. Uh, I, I always thought of them the same way because, because to me, customer service was important. You know, I, I myself had like 10 years of customer service doing bartending and, and things like that. And so that focus on customer service was huge to me. So I always think of them as customers. So by all means, keep calling them customers. Um, they'll let us know. They'll call and complain if if they're upset. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? If they're listening to us. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, it, it, and, and that's how, you know, the service desk, I was, it, you know, it was my first real, you know, I did internet support for AT&T, right. but that was more, you know, learning the system. I, you know, I always say when I was there and I don't know if, you know, a lot of people, I was there when you first, first came out and, you know, we, we started that. So, you know, I was actually dealing with actual customers. I know you versus a taboo subject for some people, um, but yeah, I was, um, I, I was doing that. So I never really got into the actual, you know, computer portion of the process, working with certain systems like Active Directory, really going into at the time when I was there exchange, you know, we have office 365 now, but you know, I did a lot in, you know, exchange when it was actually yeah. set up before office 365. Right. Back in the day of Uverse, that was the same time that we had, all of us had exchange on-prem. We weren't, we didn't have SaaS models for, for email or there was, I mean, Gmail was out there, but it really wasn't at that point or it was just starting to go get out there. It, it hadn't been adopted anywhere near like it is today with the, uh, what is it, Google, um, uh, I can't even think of the name of it. But so um, that analysis position, um, what I think I hear you talking about is like the, the creation of the workflows around like onboarding a new employee. Um, Absolutely. There's not much to that. You, you create Active Directory. You give them their computer account. You add them to the Active Directory work groups or, or groups so that that hopefully, you know, you've got these things set up. So that now provides them permissions in SharePoint and um, OneDrive and, and all kinds of different systems by that, that group measurement, adds them to group emails and all of those things. Otherwise, it's a checklist that you have to go through and do each one of those individual things, which I'm sure you started off doing that. But as you're building it in inside of the ITSM, um, you start to have this thing that'll walk you through it versus you having to look at that Excel spreadsheet or that paper document when you're onboarding somebody. And, you know, it's funny because that's one of the biggest and funniest things as far as with, you know, ITSM, as far as the change of it, the way it is now than the way it was even seven years ago. You know, I mean, can just just looking at SharePoint and how extensive Office 365 is, and the massive things you can do it, that helps a lot with the systems. I mean, I don't even think. I can't remember what the tool was that we used as far, you know, we use Microsoft Teams now, but I can't remember 
what exactly Microsoft had previously before we used Teams to communicate. But um, God, it's, I'll forget. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. Yeah, it was for um, work, not work groups. God, not Windows for work. Groups. Oh my God, I'm showing my age. Um, yeah, I was about to say. You know, yeah, it was it was Skype for business. And yes. then prior to that, it was um, oh, Link. And that's prior it. To that that's it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's it. Link. Another iteration prior to that. And, and at that point, I, I and actually all the way up until Teams, it was all just that communication platform. It was either just text um, IMs or maybe, you know, as it became Skype for business, then then we had some video added to it. But it wasn't anywhere near the collaboration tool that that Teams is today. Exactly. And honestly, um, that word that you just used is the biggest thing that I live with today and, and what brings I what brings me so passionate about ITSM and that's collaboration. I mean, I, I preach it to my team now. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. It's it's such a especially not just with us, but with other departments, other areas, because, you know, and, and, and you know this, IT gets, a, you know, sometimes gets a bad reputation of, you know, we're not the most friendliest people in the world and we're not the most nicest people with, um, <laughs> I know I'm telling secrets, right? <laughs> no, there's no secrets about this. <laughs> they know it. We know it. <laughs> Here, and just let me sit down. <laughs> and it's so funny because that's, you know, that's the way I wanted to build the infrastructure I have today at RadSource Technologies. I wanted it to be, you know, I, I didn't want it to be just if they if someone comes up or someone puts in a ticket and they come up and they say, oh, there's an issue. And it's, oh, well, that was an easy fix. Well, you could have did it yourself. No, I want them to feel that comfortable enough to be able to come to us and talk to us every day. I always say my door is an open door policy. You know, always yeah. come in and talk to me. Make sure that, you know, because you want to communicate. You want to commu you want to know what's going on, because the minute that there's an issue, you know, everything's great in the IT world with everything's running. All right. But as soon as something happens, you know, it it's it's IT. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what's going <laughs> on, what it is, what happened. It is. And it's and, and it's not. Hey, well, what the pro what's going on? What issues are you having? It's it just won't work. Just fix it. You know, right. you know those those are things that are that are a constant or a constant thing that I've seen in the past, you know, 10, 12 years. And I'm pretty sure it's been longer than that, you know, but that's why I believe of building a better customer service oriented establishment with the group I have now. And I have a very young, young group. I mean, my team, I think the average age is 22, 23. Okay. Ooh, interesting. So all fairly young and new. How many of them? Uh, it's not really relevant, but how many of them are degreed? How many of them Very, are? Go ahead. All of them. Very good question. All of them are. Okay. Um, associates or bachelors? Bachelors. Okay. Wow. Actually, that, I do that's have unusual one. anymore. Well, it's, it's, and you know, I guess, um, and, and it's weird because, you know, we're in the great state of Georgia here, but they have, I mean, the IT platform for all of the colleges here are amazing. I mean, I, I cannot stress that enough, whether it's Georgia Tech, University of Georgia, the University of North Georgia. I mean, these I mean, they have a very good structured platform and all of my guys and girls have 
have went and just Good. yeah. So yeah, yeah, they all have degrees. It's 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 it, it it's really you know unique you know, because yeah. that's an early age. You know, I mean, I do have like one or two of them are like twenty five and twenty six. But okay. and I have oh and I do have one old I guess I call him old guy like me he's forty so you know they call him <laughs> the old guy I know right well and, and it's and it's but 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 it's good it's I, it's just something I I guess I believed in my I always when I when I when I started at Impro and I eventually became you know I got in the service desk and a technical lead I had this theory into in myself that. I believe that we should start, you know, it's great to have experience. There's nothing wrong with having experience. Experience is amazing. But let's having some of the younger people that are just freshly coming out, just freshly starting, you know, they have focus and that drive that they want to succeed. And they believe that they should be at the level of others. So they're going to go harder and be harder as far as getting what they want. and you know, I I never got to implement that until I got here. And, I, and and yes, there are ups. There have been ups and downs because, you know, there's a different structure when it comes to the younger generation to I don't want to call myself older because I don't think I'm old. <laughs> season <At> 45. <laughs> yeah, season. That's a much better term. <laughs> but but there is. And, 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 and this is part of it, you know, IT service management, because some of the things that you think of as would be common sense customer service things. Sometimes it's I guess the yeah. dialect confused because. Okay, they, so so here's a, a question in a kind of a challenge or almost um, around exactly what you're talking about right there with, with this younger generation, a majority of your, your um, service people being of that generation. Um, you know, I had, I struggled with my, my team and, and I had a diverse group all the way from others that were with me in the fifties um, all the way down into some of these kids that are just coming out of um, uh, college or having associates and, pick up the phone, just call them. And, and that the generation that's 25 and younger, um, and I and maybe even older than 25 really don't, they hate calling people on the phone. They don't want to use the phone for a phone They're, and they'll, but they'll also, they'll go out and find the information too. So they'll, they'll do those searches. They'll figure things out a little faster and, and find that information without, having to um, go read the manual, so to speak. Um, how do you, what do you see around that? And, and you know, one of the other things that I want to let the audience know is that, that some of the things that David has done um, recently at BradSource is they've seen a 400% growth. When you started, you were alone in, in the IT department and, and there were 50 um, co-workers and now you've got um, 200 coworkers and an IT team of around 10. Um, you, you mentioned interns, and I, I want to cycle or circle back to the interns. But let's let's talk about that that difference in um, the change in dynamics. So they're probably contacting your coworkers or customers as um, through Teams and through IM more than they are calling them. And more than they are emailing them, or are they using email, or or how how are you dealing with that? Well, one of well, that's why I built. I actually used um, Freshdesk to build a ticketing system, 
And most of their contacts usually it's a cross between um, the ticketing system that they use to contact them with. But that's more for documentation because they've got to I I make document, document, document. But a lot of the other is is through teams, you know, and it is hard for that generation. Uh, I, I mean, you know, there's been constant there's been times when I've said, "Okay, guys, why don't you just go over there and talk to them? I mean, if you think talking to them on the phone is, uh, you know, difficult, think about going over there and having to talk to them. But that's but but it builds their character, and that's what I and, and that's what I'm trying to build. I'm not trying to, and I tell them this all the time. I'm not trying to build a worker. I'm trying to build a future leader. I want them to be leaders. I want them to be able to do you know do what I do. Do be able to talk to CEOs, vice presidents, managers, and then just be able to explain, especially with the systems that I have, because, you know, I have two different groups. I have my system side and I have an ERP side, which, you know, they're, they're focusedly my net suite administrators. They have to talk to people constantly. I mean, they have to actually talk to the CEO or vice presidents. You know, it's 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 a big thing. So they have to get those communications to where it can't just be through teams. They have to do verbal communications, whether it's through the phone. Yeah, they got to sit whatever. in on meetings and and talk to these guys, especially the ERP group. Now, system admins, system admins can kind of disappear into the back room. They they yeah. like, you know, just give me a pizza, man. Slide slide that red bull under the door. <laughs> yep, exactly. And and it is. And that's what they have to do. And that's one of the first things, you know, um, I, you know, when I have, I wanted them to, you know, and this, like I said, this is just my way of doing things. You know, it wasn't, okay, well, let's go into this meeting and, you know, I'll do everything. No, I want them to put to the fire. They have, you know, because this is something that they're going to have to do with these positions that they have they have to know those communications that's why i think that you know that's why we do a lot of collaboration in the actual it room that i have for them you know we collaborate 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 and talk through things because i want them to be comfortable talking i don't you know i mean unless unless the employee is you know across the country, which we have them, you know, all over the country, you know, I, I really encourage them instead of calling that person, go talk to them, set up a meeting with them, have a face-to-face interaction with them, let them know what's going on. Let them know that you're concerned. Let them know what the issue is. is. I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's part, you know, and, and I said it before, I think that we forget that 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 is a pivotal part of it is communication i mean yeah it's it's definitely something that is a common thread amongst all of the interviews i do you know and and there's a lot of talk about being able to do the business speak um but but at the very least going and talking to the person and finding out well what what's your goal because there's lots of times where they say i need you to make my excel dance this way and and yeah, I can make it dance that way, but but why? Because there may be I may know of a report that's gonna pop out the exact answer that you're trying to wedge out of Excel. 
Yeah, and and exactly, and because you know, a lot of people have that thing where you know they've, or you know, there's that there's that employee or customer who's um actually looked at a book for a couple of days and <laughs> say, hey, I'm the, I know exactly what I'm doing. If I tell you that I'm doing this, this is the way it needs to be, and then they mess it up, and it's oh, you got to fix it for me. Yeah, and so. if you don't, then it's your fault. <laughs> Back back to the, you know, it's got electricity running through it somehow, so it's IT's fault. Uh, Absolutely. When when somebody outside of IT would ask me, what do you do? Or or what are you responsible for? If it's got electricity or runs code, it's my fault somehow. <laughs> you know, I, um, and it's, it, I, I hardly tell this story. Um, and it's funny because yeah. Yeah, my wife had, uh, my wife actually worked for AT&T. She started as an internet support specialist, but, um, and she got me to the, she helped me get the job and get it set up there. Well, bef- right before I had, um, decided to move to Georgia, cause we were in Florida before, and I was talking to this elderly lady and I guess you gotta understand this was in 2009. I mean, things were a lot different. Things were a lot. I mean, I know that's crazy yeah. because, geez, I had. I mean, it's so crazy, but things were a lot different. And um, we were on like got, our second iteration of the iPhone. Yeah, the, the Android phones were just really starting to get some traction. Yeah. Oh was my it? goodness. Yeah, it, it was. It was crazy. Well, she was asking for. She had called up and said she was trying to get virus protection. And um, I was like, okay, well. Um, what type of computer do you have? What, what type of program do you have? And she was like, well, I don't know what that is. And I said, okay, well, what type of computer do you have? And she said, I don't have a computer. So I'm, my mind is just blown. I don't know what in the world <laughs> she's talking about. And I was like, well, ma'am, what do you need virus protection for? She was like, well, I need virus protection. And I went to the store and it said all I need is windows. So I've got windows in my house. And I didn't know what to say after she said that. Cause I was thinking, okay, you got, you went to the, you went to actual store, bought this virus protection. I don't know what you thought this was for. And you're talking about you got windows in your house, but you have no computer. <laughs> oh man. That, it just reminds me of that. And, and it used to be an email. It was never a meme or anything. Do you still have the box? The computer came in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It just, it, and I'm going to leave it at that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then, then. <laughs> Someday you'll hear it, <laughs> you know, and, and it just it's just one of those things that it was just reminded me of, you know, how people are just going to, you know, figure out how to figure out what they want to figure out no matter. So, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was actually I got a phone call from a friend the other day and he was trying to get he was trying to get on a Zoom meeting and I spent like. 10, 15 minutes talking to him and trying to help him out. And he lives in an assisted living, so he's older. And I was like, you know, I, I just can't envision what you're trying to tell me. Go grab one of the nurses. See if they can help you with this. And and he finally goes and gets one of the nurses. And they come back and they're like, oh, you don't have any internet connection. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I would have never thought to ask that question. That's the well, you know, and it's funny because that's like the first that was the first service. That's like the first IT question is, you know, when someone has a computer, um, did you turn it on? Yeah. Have you turned it off and on? 
<laughs> you know, <In> order. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's 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 one of those things, and it's and it and it is different with the times. You know, I have this thing where I have my guys always like once every so often I'll I'll, I'll show them a product like back in the eighties to nineties and ask them, do you know what this is? <laughs> Just because they're so young, and you know, I uh. I forgot what it was. I, I, it was a, it was a VCR. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was an eight track tape. It was an eight yeah. track tape and I showed it to them and they, oh my goodness. They did not know what was going on. I even showed it to my daughter because she was 16 and she looked at me and was like, what is this? I, uh, I had one that thought that they were, they were like, they knew it. They nailed it. Oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. That's a VCR tape. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so crazy. We keep thinking of different ways to test the uh, the youngins on. Okay, what about this technology? You know what this is? <laughs> do you know why? You know? dial. Why do you exactly. dial somebody? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tape somebody videotape because it's not. We're digitally recording things. We're not videotaping anymore, but we still call it that. Um, I know. Yeah. So. Let's talk about the ITSM a little more and, and, and the, the, what are the things that you find or where do you find value in it besides just the fact that it, it gives you a place to record tickets and make sure that somebody follows through on the tickets? How is an ITSM metrics? Metrics, metrics, what? metrics, metrics, metrics of the, you know, determining who is actually coming as, as far as how many, how many people you're actually working with? You know, a, a lot of times with a lot of companies and we had this, you know, at Impro and we've had this at, you know, here, the determination of how many tickets that you have can sometimes determine how many people that you actually need. You know, right. you have to make sure, you know, running those metrics and finding out that, Hey, we have this many people. And we're getting these many tickets. You know, like I said, when I first got there, we didn't have anything. All we all I, I used to have the ticket before I implemented a ticketing system here. All that we did was just, hey, email me, email me, email me, email me. Well, trying to track all that, trying to be able to find out, hey, you know, even looking at times and dates or figuring out, hey, this person requested this, but you never got it done. What's going on? Trying to trying to sort all that was just. Oh man, and and one of the things that I found out or found highly valuable about those is, um, I'm trying to think of a kind way to say this, and I can't. So this is this is part of the dark side of IT. This users or coworkers lie, and they'll say, "Well, I emailed you, and and what defense do you have? Unless you could prove, unless you could find, unless you could show that they didn't, and how do you prove that negative?" Um, then you know it's so well i talked to you in the hallway i talked to you when you were walking on the floor um that's definitely one of the values of of the system is trying to get everybody using that system so that they the other managers can hold their people accountable and i can hold my people accountable for how well they responded how quickly they responded and whether they solved it or not or whether they escalated it if they couldn't solve it and believe you me when I tell you, trying to implement, that's one of the things that has been growth for me as far as getting into this position and getting these things changed, learning how to not 
force people, but convinced, you know, forcing is one thing. If you force someone to do something, they're not going to, they're not going to do it the way that you wanted to. If you convince them, they're going to do it the way and trying to convince an entire group, especially as far as you get to, Hey, you need to put a ticket in. Hey, don't come and ask me this while I'm printing. Go put a ticket in, put a ticket in, put a ticket in. I mean, it took, it took, it took months and months and months because we had to, you know, put that in everyone's head, put a ticket in, put a ticket in. And and there was, of course, there was people that were upset. But like you said, it's an accountability thing. You know, it helps with accountability as far as making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, not just them telling the truth, because there are times that, you know, what if, you know, I've seen it, you know, at other places to where previous jobs to where the customer claims they put a ticket in or they put a request in and they'll say no yeah it's yeah and it it isn't and they'll say to the moon that they've done it so i mean it's you know you definitely want those accountability and metrics that you have so that you can be able to make sure that you're providing the best service for that person yeah and and, that company this is one of the ways to upsell that too to to those um, mid and those other coworkers is that that hey um, I'm not doing this to to get you in trouble I'm asking for this so that I can hold myself and my team accountable for meeting these res- these um, requests for answering them and how I answer them and how they answer them. If if you approach it that way, it becomes less confrontational versus um, you've got to send one in or I'm not working on it. I ain't doing nothing without a ticket. It's, hey, I need this so that I can prove to my manager that I was doing something. And it's and it's and it's not just and and and, and the one thing I tell people, it's not just because it, it's, it's, it's not just it's all companies do this. Most big right. companies do this because they have to have those. They have to have those metrics. They have to be able to, you know, we're building a system. You know, you can you can take that, you know, ticket, you can take that system and build it into ERP systems, build it into your networking systems, and it and it all collaborates. Um, ServiceNow is a big platform that does that. I mean, before I um before I before I got my job here when I was working at Impro. You know, that that's that's one of the biggest tools that they use is ServiceNow. It is an amazing ticketing system that does just about everything that they need. So one of the things we always struggled with, and and I wonder how well you've done with it, is, um, you know, I, I struggled to have somebody go back and consume or look at all of the data that's being captured by individual incidents. Um, and start to correlate for their current issues. The, uh, the analogy I always like to use was, um, you know, quit putting on the band-aid because, because we have a tendency to slap a band-aid on something that hurts. Find that sharp edge and then, um, we can get rid of that and we can, um, leverage our, our supply of band-aids somewhere else. But how, how successful have you been with finding those nuggets of wisdom? How successful have you been with um, finding or creating some of those metrics? Because you were talking about that, and that, that's one of the key pieces of it. ITSM is 
the metrics, 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 besides just the volume, what are other metrics? And, and were you ever able to find those recurring? Absolutely. So one of the one of our biggest metrics, you know, besides SLAs, we use a lot of, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use one of the ones I have as an example. And, and it always comes back to my NetSuite team. One of the biggest aspects of using certain metrics is with with, you know, determining certain departments like we have a we have a actual customer service department that handles our you know our our actual machines for our systems and one of the things that we use for metrics with them is to make a determination to ask to hey if there's a, if y'all are actually having this certain issue or if something's certainly going on that all of you seem to not be able to put something into the system because, you know, they have to use the system constantly, especially NetSuite. What exactly is going on? Is it all of you that are doing it? Let's, let's, let's look at every last one of you that's put it in a ticket on that certain issue because you can break those systems. You could actually, especially with what I use now is Freshdesk. And one of the biggest things that we can do with Freshdesk is do reports that can make a determination of a certain amount of people as far as if they're having those issues, if there's a group, what's going on with it. And we can look at each one of those tickets that they all put in and say, okay, well, the determination is that all of y'all are having the same problem. We need to step back and look at what's causing that major issue. Okay. 300 plus categorizations of different types of issues and i just got to the point where we weren't getting any valuable information out of it and because it took three minutes three to five minutes to click through all of those because we forced them in the workflow of the ideas of the ticket um that i just wiped that off and said okay give me five classifications is it desktop is it network is it you know give me these five and move on um, and then let's start looking for the recurrent issues and start digging into it um, just to expedite the speed with which people could start tickets and start working on the solution. Um, yeah. Yeah. What kind of – go ahead. We kind of – so when we are – when we're looking at it, the first thing, you know, because you want to look at the the – Three or four basic things, you know, is it an, is it incident management? Is it problem management? Is it a change management? So you want to, so you want to make sure if it's one of those, those three things are going to be your main things, incident, problem, or change, because that's, that's what's in the, that's what's going to be even, even incident and problem. Some, you know, they, they seem to correlate with each other. And that's part of the idea. Yeah, I was going to ask you for a definition between the two. Well, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I, I say it correctly because <laughs> I guarantee you, if I don't, there's going to be because you know your team's going to come back at you. <laughs> you know, and 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 an incident is something that happens. I guess you would say it's rare. It's it's not something that's reoccurring. To where a problem is something that they're constantly having. Right. Okay. Makes sense. And and and. And it's, you know, you want to make sure that you get that. And, 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 and even then you, you still want to have with those a request too. So I usually have, I try to, I try to keep it as incident problem request because putting change, that's something, you know, which is 
basically a request. Change and requests are the same exact thing. And for us right now, I think we've broken it down to two just incident and request. Well, problem and request, because some people even have an issue with saying incident. But if you break those down to those two levels and then go from there, you know, you're going to have to have a category of whether it's an issue with the network, whether it's an issue with always the network. <laughs> yeah. You know, and an and actual hardware issue, ERP, you know, there, there's going to be a breakdown of those things. You're going to have to break them down. Now, y'all breaking them down to 300 that I can't imagine. It just grew over the years. And, and, you know, we acquired other businesses and we had, you know, company, department, uh, manager. Uh, you know, we just had so many different things. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Now we, now we've broken it down to, because we've kind of broken it down to, to, to that level to where we have manager, um, issue problem. We, had, we, we even have it to where we can, if there's an issue or if there's a problem with that person, we'll even have that. We'll even set it up to have that manager involved if it's something that's necessary for him to be involved in. But I mean, you're, you're going to have to break some of those categories down. I don't, you're going to have to break those categories down to have them to where you want to be as specific as possible so that not only to understand what the issue is, but to be able to give a good explanation to that person of how that issue was resolved, because you're going to have to get a resolution or explain to them that, no, there's no, there's no fixing to that issue. We're going to have to do something else. I want to dive into a little bit more of your experience and and the things that that you're learning and growing on right now that, that, you know, helped get you from being one of the service analysts into this director role. Talk to me about building this team because you you've gone from one a team of one to a team of ten and and you've got all of these young ends and and you talked about um, an internship. Um, talk to me about that and, and the growth of that because that itself is a whole journey and and learning how to do that. Um, what are the things that that you feel that you've learned over the last few years doing that? Well, besides the fact that I'm a lot older than I seem, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, it, it has been, it has been one of the most blessed experiences I've had because I realized, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that old adage. If you're, if you, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to get to a bigger room. And I feel that, you know, and that's the biggest thing. I feel that the people that I have on my team are just so intelligent, but not just that, but they're just, they're so, I guess the word I'm looking for is, you know, I want to say, I want to say conversationalists, but you know, they, there's they an believe, irony to that, but go ahead. I, I, I know, right. <laughs> but they, 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 they wanted, you know, when I picked them, I just I didn't pick for just okay, well they know, you know, they know how to use the system, they know what they're doing, they seem to have the smarts up there. No, I, I needed people that were not afraid to be able to have a conversation. And in this day and age, that's hard. 
you know, an actual face to face conversation. And, 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 and that was one of the biggest things. One, there's only a few, you know, I always tell, I have a IT help desk technician. I have only one right now. And I tell him all the time that it's a temporary position. The reason why is because all four IT help desk technicians have moved on to other things. They've all been promoted in house. My first IT, um, technician he um he ended up becoming because he you know his his main focus was network and at that time i had an actual um vendor that was helping us with the network so i worked with him and he was able to teach him all the functions of that network and he's now and you know that was four or five years ago he's now the senior network administrator for the entire company and then the second it help desk technician i had He's he's actually my IT manager in charge of everything while I'm gone. And I mean, he's as smart as a whip. I, you know, I purposely picked these people, you know, myself. There was no I actually and I'm about to use another another system. I actually used LinkedIn to find all these people. Every person that I found just about was from LinkedIn. And um I sent them a message, asked them if they wanted to get an interview. I, I saw what they had on there and I just, you know, I made sure, you know, I've had people come in here that, you know, for these interviews that I've talked to that, you know, yes, they knew their stuff. I mean, it was like talking to a robot. Yeah. So, so I find that really interesting because, you know, I traditionally would, um, I've actually left it to my help desk manager or my service desk manager and I'd, I'd have them write the job description of what they're hoping for. And, and we post that out on the job boards, the different ones, but, but you're actually talking about going and, and doing the head hunting and the recruiting yourself through LinkedIn. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the growth that you've had, I inferred that you were dealing with a single location but you've talked about having people all over the country too. So how many different locations are you dealing with? Three locate four locations actually right now. We have a location, we have three locations here in Georgia. Um, and we have one location in Las Vegas, but we also have like a sales and service team. Our field service and sales service technicians are all over the country. Okay. So yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. So coworkers are spread out everywhere. The IT team is how spread out is the IT team amongst the four locations? There, we don't have anyone technically in um, Las Vegas, but they're spread between our Buford office and our Lawrenceville offices. So they're between those two offices. In so Georgia. forgive me, I, I did not do well at geography for a part of those locations. They're, they're not even 20, about 35, 40 minutes away. Okay, cool. Not not too bad, but it's still enough that that you can end up with different cultures in both of those different offices and or uh, um you know the locations that we had were about 45 minutes apart and and we ended up with an us versus them mentality between the two groups um which which was a little frustrating and it was something that was I tried to continue to bring everybody together everybody together to make more of a cohesive team but there was still some of that, you know, oh, those guys always get this or those guys always get that. Or have you run yeah. into that even with a small team? I'm going to be honest with you. 
No, and and because I was because I was afraid that was going to happen, and that's one of the reasons why I'll spend day, you know, I'll spend it at the corporate office where I'm at right now, as far as the Buford area. But I will also take at least a day, at least two days, one to two days a week, to make sure that I'm over at the other office, you know, making sure that everything's okay over there, especially with my team. I, they're my family. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I know that's like a corny thing to say now in this nowadays, but these guys, I would, you know, and I'm not saying that because I hope they listen to this or nothing like that, but I would not be where I'm at today without their assistance. I mean, they've helped me. Yes, I was, I was, I, I was a person of one, and then you know, I had some ideas, made some changes. And, you know, I started growing and getting these positions within the span of four years. You know, my second year, I was supervisor. My third year, I became manager, then director. But I would not be that way without the help of these guys. So I want to make sure that I take care of each and every one of them and make sure that that if there's an issue that they're having, they can come talk to me. If there's problems that they can't figure out, we all sit down and figure that out together. You know, one team, one fight. I guess that's the Navy person in me because I was the Navy. But, you know, that's, you know, I, that's just one of those things I believe in. So let's let's um, swing directions one more time. Okay. What are, you, what are you thinking about or what are you AI, AI and ML and LLMs, you know, all of these all of these things that are coming at us now. Um, I see AI and what it's doing for like the phone system and and the UCAS and and that collaboration. Um, how much do you foresee it affecting the ITSM? Because I see it affecting it huge, but they're not talking about it yet. But give it a year, and and every one of the ITSMs, all three of them that you mentioned, will be talking about it. Um, I, I guarantee they're already working on incorporating it in. I was going to say, I thought I saw something the other day from a fresh death letter. I get everything about them talking about AI. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. They'd be foolish if they weren't automatically already starting to look through every one of the tickets that we've put into the system, all of the descriptions, all of the interactions, and start really, you know, digging out those problems, as you call them. Um, within the system so that we can go fix problems and remove all of those recurrent issues. So I, I foresee that. Um, I foresee the ability of the technicians that are answering the calls um, as they're talking to the person that suddenly a screen pop is happening, telling them, okay, try this, try this, try this. And it's not just a set script, but it's a dynamic script based off of what the the system is hearing in the phone call. So these AI systems are going to listen in on our calls and suggest solutions. And that's, you know, honestly, that's, I don't know if that's a bad idea. I don't think that's not, I don't think that's a bad idea for that. I don't either. To even, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to definitely, you know, when I was at AT&T and we had it to where we set it up to where, okay, we had a basic process flow to where if you, you know, there, there was never any thinking from us. We always had to pro- follow that process. Customer call in, ask for this, go to this, 
if this didn't work to go to this, this, and this. And then if this didn't work, go here, here, here. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the only difference now is, is that, you know, it's going to be fully functioning. That it, that if you have that problem, it's probably going to think five steps ahead and tell you exactly what you need to do. It's very interesting. I mean, I would think that most of the systems are going to go with that, especially the bigger brand systems like Zendesk, um, ServiceNow. They're all going to learn from the call center because actually that's where we're seeing the most growth of this right now is the call centers are doing it. So, I mean, in in one essence, what you were working with at AT AT&T was a call center, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was that blending between that service desk and call center. And um, so the the call centers are really leveraging this, but the Zendesk, ServiceNow, um, Freshdesk, Zoho Desk, all of them are going to latch onto this too. Either that or they're going to wait for somebody else to build everything and then they'll just buy a module and integrate it. (laughs) Exactly. And then then charge us for it. Um, So you got any final thoughts for me? You got any any other um, nuggets of wisdom to drop? Any what's what's one of the barriers that you broke through? What's one of the things, one of the challenges that you ran into you in your career that you remember struggling with and overcoming? I guess the initial, the biggest thing I had was, 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 was actually getting into the field itself. You know, I went to school. I got, I, I got sent to, um, Kaiser University. I was Kaiser University through the military. And in, in, in um, Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. And I did four years, you know, got my bachelor's degree. And regardless, you know, when I moved here, it was, okay, you have your degree, but how much experience do you have? And it was none, you know. And even though I didn't have that experience, you know, I, I, you have this mindset that if you have that education, that's all you need. And that is like the biggest misconception that most people think that if you if you go to school, you're going to get, you know, I mean, and and, and God bless them. But, you know, I've I've actually looked at things where it says, you know, you know, especially with the interviews I've done within the last seven years, you know, the first thing that the person thinks is, okay, well, I'm supposed to get seventy five thousand dollars as soon as I get out of school. I'm supposed to get eighty to a hundred thousand dollars as soon as I get out of school. That's exactly what I'm supposed to get, and it doesn't work that way. And it does. And and and, I, and I'll admit, I had that mindset, and I didn't go to. It's it's not like I was in school like when I was a kid. You know, I went to school in around 2014, 2015. So I mean, and this was after AT. I mean, this was after AT and T. So I went to school. And then I figured I was going to get it. And then when I finally got the position, which was in pro industries, you know, I thought I knew as much as I, I thought I knew so much and realized that I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't know the whole concept of actual business IT to where, you know, especially service desk IT learning, you know, one of the things I will say, and I've done, I, there's not many schools that initially teach you the entire aspects of Windows, Windows products, such as Active Directory. You know, you don't know, you know, you know, and I'll never forget it. I had this, um, I had a wonderful, wonderful lady. Um, she was my, um, service desk manager and she came to me one day and she said, you know, 
you said you were experienced in in um, Windows and you were experienced in Active Directory and you were experienced in this and then she her voice got real high and she's like, well, you really weren't at all, were you? It's, you really showed that you really didn't know any of these things. And when she said that to me, I felt like as big as an ant because I, I, I thought I knew so many things and it just I remember going home feeling dejected that God, she, she didn't, she made me feel like I was as big as an ant. I, I didn't know what to do. And I went home and I was talking to my wife and she was looking at me, you know, she's my biggest supporter. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman, biggest supporter I've ever had. And she said, okay, well, let's, you know, let's think about it. Let's talk. You're doing okay. You're still getting up. And when I woke up that next morning, I said, I'm going to prove her wrong. And that's what I've done my entire life. That's 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 the biggest thing. If there's any takeaway that I can say to anybody, if anyone listens to it, people are going to tell you that you can't do, especially in the IT world, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to learn this. Prove them wrong. That's all you got to do. Prove them wrong. Go figure it out. Go find the information. Go dig it up. That's so much of IT right there. It's just you know, being willing to go learn. Yeah. Um, I don't have an answer right now. Let me go research that and I'll get back to you. But make sure you get back to them because yeah, otherwise tell it's showing that, that you can't be trusted. I, t- uh, I tell my guys all the time, if you can't find it, Google it. Yeah. Here, Google Foo. How strong is your Google Foo? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, man. So so um, cycling back and kind of following up with what you were just talking about. Yeah. the What I thought I knew. And what I actually knew when I got out and had that bachelor's were completely different because I didn't take advantage of any of the internships. So in those internships, they're they're valuable both to people like you did who are trying to create a team. Uh, When I was starting to build my team, I was looking for college students who just could give me like 10 to 15 hours a week. And I'd just bring them in and help them cut their teeth on the help desk. Um, get them talking to people, interacting, learning how to troubleshoot and do that kind of stuff. That helped me supplement the team, um, find people or, or have a pool of people to churn through to look for those bright stars. And, and there's some of these associate campuses out there. And I, I'm not even sure what to call them besides associate campuses, um, that have like externships. They paid or they, they would have their students go and work for a company for 120, uh, 160 hours so that they got some experience so that when they left that program, they could always go and say, okay, I worked at this organization for, you know, two months. Um, and, and it helps your career get started and get moving. So good advice. Yeah, yeah we did. We, um, when we had, we started this internship, it was actually this summer. We had an issue that we with our database and we needed and we and we needed help with getting that cleaned up. And it was it was just it was just happened to, you know, trying to hire another company to get and help in there. But no, let's just get a few interns in here and let's see what they can do. And they were amazing. They did an excellent job of helping us clean up the database. And 
I was talking to our HR manager and I said, hey, is there, you know, we've got the majority of it done. Most of them went to school because they had to go back to school in August. And we said, well, there's a couple who are requesting this stay. Can we keep them on for maybe, you know, and, and the biggest thing I tell them is if this is going to affect your school, you're not going to do it. But, you know, they wanted to do, they said, if we can do two days a week, that would help. And it's giving them, like you said, giving them the experience, letting them actually deal with the work environment. I actually have them in meetings and let them see how meetings go. I want them to get the whole aspect of how businesses run. Yeah, it's important. That experience and just just sitting in the room and being present to listen. And they don't have to participate um, and and give you feedback. Maybe they see something that that I didn't. but as long as we have that conversation, give them the experience and give them a chance. Um, but it's important if you're listening and you're new to this stuff, grab those experiences, learn and 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 heck, if you're sitting on the help desk or on the, uh, the you're working with that ITSM, ask for that opportunity to sit in that meeting, you know, and just learn. And and we always used it as a proving ground, not only to let them cut their teeth, but to let them find the area of IT that they liked, you know, exactly. you can send them into development. You can send them into networking. You can send them into system admin. You can send them. We've had people go from IT into operations and start working in operations and, and they enhanced that they, they got in. Um, they found themselves interested in the type of work that the business was doing and, and got a chance to grow there. And then they had that IT knowledge, too, so that they became even more valuable to the rest of their team members. Because now, you know, somebody's having some simple, how do I make Excel dance this way? Oh, here, I got you. You don't need to put in a ticket. I got you. And exactly. It's their coworkers. So. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, you should always try to see, because I think that was one of the biggest things. I had a professor, Dr. Figueroa. He would always tell me that, you know, the biggest misconception is that if you say I'm in IT, oh, you're just working on a computer and that's it. You right. know everything about that computer. That's all you know. And you're supposed to know everything regardless of it. No, there's different points of it. I mean, yeah. it was it God, I mean, the 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 spectrum is so, you know, I I I, I tell them all the time, you know, there's more than just systems there's more than just networking there's more than just software there's more than just programming you've got to build to those aspects and figure out what you want to do yeah and one of the ones that we haven't touched on and it's its own whole speciality now security oh man oh oh my goodness you know you know that's a that's a big one right now i have two two of my guys they actually um that was my it manager that was his major and i believe Gosh, I can't remember. I, I I think my NetSuite supervisor, I think it was it was that or computer science, but I know my um IT manager, that was his major, was um security. Yeah, security. And it's he's he's just shown it every day. I mean it's good. It's a good place for him to be is in, in that choke point in there. Although it's it's a lot for him to do and and it's hard to wear those two hats. Um especially with security's gotta be something that's three sixty five, twenty four seven. Yeah. And and my network and my senior network administrator, I call them, you know, they, they act like brothers because they, they work together so well and they work together with those 
with those things. And I mean, they both complement each other as far as with working with each other, especially with our security portion. Plus, we also have a vendor that we help with that helps us with it. You know, we went and got, we went and looked at a few systems because when I first got here, we really didn't have a true security system that was, you know, it, it wasn't something that you see, you know, I mean, and I went to a lot of different, um, conventions just to take a look at some of the best ones. And we ended up getting with checkpoint, which, you know, I'm promoting checkpoint, but I believe hands down, you know, they're one of the best there is. We've, we, we've had so many, you know, when I, when we first did our first pen test, I mean, we had, uh, um, the sheet was about the sheet of information of issues that we had was probably as big as a dictionary. I mean, it was, we had so many faults and so many hits. And by the time the next year rolled around with the help with that system, I mean, it knocked it down 75, less than 70, 75% of it was knocked down. So, I mean, it's a very important tool for, to have. With it, I mean, cybersecurity now, you know, we get hit each and every day. I run tests with the, with, with our employees just about each and every day just to make sure that keep them on their toes at least two to three times in a span of three months to make sure that they're not opening up attachments. They're not supposed to be opening up, making sure they're not clicking on emails. We, we have to, you know, it's a constant thing that we have to do. Yeah. I don't probably told my secrets. If you're here, they're going to know now. Oh, that's what he's doing. That's why I keep getting that information. But, you know, it's got to be done. No, we all have to do that. I mean, it's a constant thing. It's, it's now it's just part of everyday life is having those, those phishing campaigns that are driven by the IT department, which is like, it's frustrating that we have to do it, but it's, it's something that we've got to make sure that everybody keeps on there on their toes for well you know david this has been a great conversation i really enjoyed our time together um and the conversation and the focus on itsm because everybody it you know as, as we become directors and cios and get to those upper levels we start to um just take for granted the that core component of what it does and that it service it's it's just the cost of doing business so it's nice to talk to somebody that's passionate about it and cares and, and still, um, still focused. Well, thank you for having Mike. Yeah, that, that is my folk that, you know, that is the one thing that I believe in. Um, if anybody's here, keep pushing, look, keep, keep, keep pushing to that step. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and try to get ITIL, which is part of it and just keep going with your IT management. And I mean, you can't go wrong. Customer service, service to the customer is a most important thing in the IT field, whether some believe it or not. Yeah, the customer service is the only differentiator is the, the quick way I always say it. But as we come to another close of uh, Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, I, I want to invite all of our listeners to comment and rate the podcast. Let us know how we did. So um, please make sure to drop that like and, and let us know um, wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's from the iTunes store or from um, Spotify, you know, just give us some feedback. We'd appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.